podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are now rocking with your boy, I'll be sure. And what a fun game that was uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I tell you, I wish we could play against Big Sky teams every game because the Texas Tech Red Raiders put on a clinic beating the Mon- Montana State Bobcats 97-62. to 62. So to recap this wonderful game, live recap, instant recap, I had my boy, my right-hand man, Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dylan? Yeah, we're like an hour out from this game, and, and it's really hard not to get really excited about what you saw. It's really hard. Like, I know a piece of me and it wants to tell everyone to pump the brakes a little bit because it's Montana State, but, boy, if we even have an ounce of that shooting firepower going into this the rest of this tournament it's it's looking good it's looking good for the boys well it's like i like i've talked about i've talked about it a couple times in like a little different 10 12 spaces and things like that i think big 12 teams in general you're going now up against teams that don't play defense the way that the conference plays <laughs> defense right mm-hmm. like it's, it's not just tech i mean all the teams in the big 12 are insane when it comes to defense tcu iowa state uh Kansas, like, and so now you're going up against teams that aren't used, not only aren't used to you playing defense, but you also don't have a, a hand in your face every possession, right? My Montana State's not, I, I, I got to preface this. This is a team that won 27 games this year. They're 27 and 8. They're a decent team, right? This was an awful matchup for them. Like an awful, awful matchup for them. And again, we talked about it when I was talking with Chris last week about how if they played against anybody else, they would have had a better shot. But in this game against this team, it just really sucked. And they they kind of got the bull in this game. Yeah, it kind of seemed th- their best player was a post player. Um, and, he, and he was visibly frustrated in this game. He was really frustrated. <laughs> and I think there was a point in time in this game where I think at the half they had two points in the paint. So if your your leading scorer is finishes with five points, like your your guy finishes with five points, uh, that, that's not a good indication of how this game's going for you. It's pretty tough when your best player plays in the middle, going up against the no middle defense, aka yeah. the best defense in the country. Um, usually does not equal W's on their side. It was just like I said, a really really bad matchup for Montana State. And yeah, I mean from the very and, and not to mention that's so us. We're just talking defensively, offensively. Tech just came firing. Terrence Shannon couldn't miss to start the game, right? Terrence Shannon couldn't miss. The entire team couldn't miss. Just shot. I think we went one stretch where we made 10 shots in a row. Like, it's it, – it, but it's because, again, we're not facing that staunch defense as usual. These are open shots for the, mo- for the most part, right? You don't have an aggressive guy bumping you every two seconds. You didn't have Big 12 refs not calling anything. It was, it was basketball the way that these guys are used to playing it when they were playing at Hampton and playing at Winthrop and playing at, at Oral Roberts. They were just playing free without just everything that you're usually having to deal with in the Big 12, and they just went out and, and busted ass. Yeah, and the offense started right away. I mean, instantly. I, we expect the defense to start right away, but to see the offense get going from the jump. I mean, we're we're ten minutes into this basketball game, and Miss uh, Montana State. I wanted to say Mississippi State because we'd just been waxing them in every sport this year. Um, Montana State only had nine points on three of thirteen shooting in the first ten minutes. 
Meanwhile, Texas Tech had 32 shooting on 11 of 14 and four of six from downtown. That's that's scoring output that's unheard of for Texas Tech this year. There was a point in this game where they were doing a tracker of comparing the missed shots by Tech against the made shots by Montana State. <laughs> and seeing who would have more. <laughs> um, and so that's that just both sides was Adam's defense and Peary's offense. It was great. So many fast break opportunities. So including a 360 dunk by Malik Wilson that was called back because the refs are cornballs and don't like fun. Right. Um, but uh, no, 52 points in the first half and then following it up with 45 points in the second half. Just an absolute dominant performance by the Red Raiders. Yeah. And, and you got 10 guys in double digit scoring. Um, that's that's an easy ref- recipe for good offense. Every single one of your five starters has double digit points. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tarrant, TJ had double digits like in the first five minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was like seven it was, minutes. TJ had double minutes or double digits. Yeah, no, this was absolutely just an incredible game. Great game, great flow, and we talked a lot about momentum at the end of the year, and you could tell that momentum really. You get a, you get almost a week off, right? Last time you played was on Saturday. You're now playing now. It's Friday, and so you get almost a week off. You're just you're free. You're free flowing. You're having good practices. You had that momentum from the Big Twelve tournament, and now you can really get going. And, and you get a favorable bracket. I mean, we talked about it. I, I talked about it with, with Level early in the week, and we talked about it again with Kenzie. Like you, this is a pretty favorable bracket for Texas Tech with one caveat. And and even that one caveat, Gonzaga didn't look great in the first game. I mean, they were in a dogfight for thirty minutes of it. So it's you know you so far, and and some of the national media is already seeing it. You, there's an argument up to this point. Texas Tech has looked the most dangerous. Like, there's only a few other teams, maybe North Carolina, um, you know, maybe maybe Baylor. But, like, only a few who played a 16. There's only a few other teams that looked as dominant as Tech did. And, and the uh, two of them are Big 12 teams. Baylor and Kansas both took care of business. So, Big 12 is looking good in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. When you, when you beat up on each other for two months, right, then you play anybody else that's not a Big 12 team. It's like, oh, God, thank goodness. You're talking and about you mentioned it. You mentioned it early. Teams need more than 24 hours to prepare for a no middle defense. Like, it's just so different from what they're used to seeing. The, the lack of time to prepare for it, I think, is a huge advantage for Big 12 teams and Texas Tech, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, and then if you're preparing, if you're preparing to like go out and try to make some more money, and even, you know, maybe adding a franchise to your portfolio. And the best way to prepare for that is to deal with the franchise coach, Adam Goldman. Franchise coach is a sponsor of the Tortillas and Takes podcast. And so, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you the best way to go out and get a franchise of your own. And that is talking to my man, Adam Goldman. Um, he has been very successful, not only get not only finding country or companies his own in his own right, but getting other people the franchises that they want. And and you know what? Usually when I have these ad partners, I tell you a great deal. I tell you, hey, you know, just like with home field apparel, you can get 15% off your first order by putting in takes 12, right? In the promo code. But for the franchise coach, I'm gonna tell you that. You know why? Because the service is free. He does it for free. Right, like that's that's easy. So if you want to franchise, if you want to make more money for yourself, hit up the franchise coach Adam Goldman, uh, and he'll hook you up, and he'll make sure to get your franchise possibility. So, Dylan, right, half the team's gonna have to hit up Ad- Adam Goldman because they're gonna make so much money off of this tournament, they're gonna want as many franchises as possible. <laughs> right, like there's so many, like just, and I, I do want to run down the box score a little bit and and talk about the stats. So we had we were talking about TJ, 
He ended the game with 20 points. But also, I want to talk about Bryson Williams, who as hot as TJ was at the beginning of the first half, Bryson Williams was just as hot at the beginning of the second half, right? He really, you know, sometimes it's easy. You're up you're up almost 30 at halftime. You're, you're cruising. You already put up half a hundo. You're like, oh, we ain't got to really play in the second half. Bryson Williams kept foot on necks in the second half. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bryson Williams, they, they had no answer for Bryson Williams. Even with their best player being a post player, he was no match for Bryson Williams in the post. And I remember there was a point in this game, I think Bryson Williams had three fouls, and they said, oh, this this is a break for Montana State. Now now Texas Tech won't have the same size. And then uh, Daniel Bacho walks in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, oh, yeah, I- never mind. They replaced him with a larger person. So you did, one thing I will say, you did talk about Beto and how frustrated he was in this game. And I also saw, it reminded me of another time, Muhammad also um, went in the paint, grabbed the ball, went in the paint, went up for a, um, a, a floater, and got called for an offensive foul. I saw visibly in his face, like, hey, you've got to be kidding me. This is not fun. This is, what team is this? This is the team from hell. Where they like, what is, <laughs> what's going on here? And I watch, I'm watching the game and I'm like, man, does it must suck to play Texas Tech. Like that, it, it cannot, it must not be zero fun to play the Red Raiders. Like, cause you watch this Montana State team. Like I said, they're used to scoring points. They're used to being a fun team, a, a team that, that gets buckets, that plays fun basketball. And they're just playing this Tech team like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> They almost gave up a record-setting field goal percentage uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We were like 2 or 3% away from hitting that mark. So just no fun for Montana State was had. No No fun at all. Uh, Kevin O'Banner had a double-double in the game as well, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Um, I mean, he was... He was hot from everywhere but the three-point line, but that's fine. Usually, KO's usually good. At, if, if he's not stroking from the three-point line, he's going to get buckets. He's going to play great defense. He's going to get do everything else well. Adonis Arms, 15 points. Good to see him getting going on the offensive side of the ball as well. And then Davion Warren, who came off the bench, who's come off the bench a couple times recently, still getting buckets, still had 29 point, minutes in this game. It had 10 points as well. Anybody else you want to shout out in this game? Uh, Chibuzo Agbo there at the end. Um, he, he didn't really play until garbage time, but he hit – two really big threes and you could you could hear his family in the in the crowd like cheering for him the the stadium really got up for Agbo's points he didn't really have a huge impact on the game because it was garbage time but when he came in he he functioned we've said this a few times about Agbo when he plays he he functions really well and he's very efficient no absolutely absolutely so now now we're done with that Tech has beaten Montana State by a lot 97-62 as we're recording this right now uh, one, Texas is playing Virginia Tech. And I know I picked Virginia Tech to win that game. Uh, Dylan, I don't know. Who, where did you go? Uh, that seemed like an easy upset pick to me. I, I, almost, I almost wanted to pick Texas because I know everyone else in our bracket challenge probably picked Virginia Tech, but it just See, seemed too funny much thing of about a... That, the funny thing about that is, I mean, I, you know, obviously we're hating. Like, don't get me wrong. I know most of our fans, most of the people in the bracket challenge are hating and picking Virginia Tech. Same time, that's a popular, that should be a popular pick. Like, that, that seems like upset city. Like, well, yeah, know, you know, they're, they're coming off a conference tournament uh, victory over Duke. You know, like, they are hot right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so that's going on right now as we as we talk. Another game going on right now is Notre Dame against Alabama. Where Tech plays the winner of that game. Uh, as we talk right now, it's it's what halftime. Notre Dame's up, or it's right before halftime. Notre Dame's up five. 
of 41 to 36. I picked Notre Dame to win this game. And I remember we were talking about before this, I said that regardless of who won that playing game between Notre Dame and Rutgers, I thought that team would win and beat Alabama, right? I thought Alabama has lost three straight up at this point and Notre Dame has a lead. Now, Level made a great point in that Notre Dame is low-key a team that actually has a good matchup against Tech. Not a lot of good shooter, a lot of good shooters. Easy, they spread the ball a lot, right? Decent defense. Um, so, I mean, uh, out of those two teams, who worries you more? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I'm not going to disagree with Chris Level because that would be stupid. Um, but I will say, I, I almost want Notre Dame to win this game because. They, they had to win their play-in game against Rutgers. Didn't that go to double overtime? I think that went to double overtime. So those guys were tired. They don't look tired against Alabama today. They don't look tired against Alabama today. But something about Notre Dame that I think is kind of unique, they only play seven guys. And so if you only play seven guys, you're coming off a double overtime game, and you're coming off a game where, at least when this game started against Alabama, the pace was on fire. They were running down the floor every single every single change of possession. So I think the fatigue factor, especially with them only playing seven guys, uh, would be quite the advantage for Texas Tech. And Alabama scares me just because, yes, they, they're they kind of cool, but every now and then they get hot and they can beat anybody in the country. Um, Jaden Shackelford and the other guard, uh, who, who he's out in this game. He got hurt in this game. I can't remember his name, but they are a very good guard combo. Yeah, you know what? You bring up a really great point in that. I'll start off with the Alabama point. Alabama has is probably has the widest variance of anybody in this tournament, right? Um, they they've beaten Gonzaga, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like they they they've beaten Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, and then they've also lost. Like, hold on, and I I, I want to make sure that I have this correct of who they've lost to. Um, they lost to Georgia. So, so you lose, you beat the best team in the country and you lose to the worst team in the SEC, uh, a team that's so bad that they fired their coach and then hired an in-conference coach that that team was about to fire and said, yep, that's an upgrade. <laughs> but so that, that, that tells you like the, the heckle and or Jekyll and Hyde, sorry, of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, not and, only did they lose to Georgia, they beat Baylor a couple days later. <laughs> so, so what do you do with that information? <laughs> you know, you, you don't know. All I can say with Alabama is right now they're cold. Like I said, they've lost three straight. Um, they they did the Simpsons meme of walking in the bar and walking right out when it came to the SEC tournament. So like they're, they're very, and they're losing in this game right now. Um, they are athletic. They do have guys that can play. Jaden Shackelford is a beast. Uh, but like they, that's the reason why they don't scare me. They're so incredibly cold, and they've been cold the last month. They've also lost. They've lost four of the last six. They've, they've, you know, they, they're just they're not a team that really scares me too much. That being said, then so we flip to Notre Dame, and you bring up a, a fantastic point about Notre Dame, and that they're about to play. This will be their third game in six days. Third, day, third game in five days. Sorry, third game in five days. When they play, if they win this game and they play Tech on Sunday, it'll be the third game in five days. That and they only go seven deep. That is an advantage to us as well. So now, you know, so that's it's one thing when you're hot, right? Playing teams are usually hot. They're on fire. They're ready to go. Their blood is pumping, all this other stuff. But you eventually hit a wall. We talked about it earlier in the season when Tech lost to K-State. You eventually hit a wall where you just can't go anymore. And three, playing seven deep, three games in five days, and having to play the no-middle defense on that third game, that's going to be a, a rough one. So um, 
Hard to predict, hard to really make a prediction for this game because we don't at this point know who we're going to play. Uh, but either way, who do you think needs to have a good game in this in, in the second round for Tech to come victorious and go to the Sweet 16? I mean, call it a no-brainer, but TJ Shannon, Tournament TJ looked good today. Oh, Tournament TJ like was that. healthy. Like he was everything we've wanted him to be. Tournament TJ, uh, if he can continue... His, his scoring output, Texas Tech is in a really good place. It makes me think of uh, Avery Johnson when he said, uh, when Texas Tech shoots 70% from three, they're going to go really far in this. Tra- it's like no <laughs> crap, dude. But that's oh, how high I feel level about analysis right there. <laughs> but that's how I feel about TJ Shannon. Uh, no, yes. And we've talked, I mean, listen, I have been on this pod banging the drum that this team needs TJ Shannon to go far. The TJ Shannon we saw today is a t- with him. This team can win a national championship. That TJ Shannon, this team can win a national championship. I think we'll see it again against if we play Notre Dame or Alabama, right? If that TJ Shannon shows up again, that team can win a national championship. The next round, if we end up playing Duke or Michigan State or Davidson or whoever, that team can win. And he comes up again, boom, right there, that team can win a national championship. So we will uh, we'll see as it goes on. But I will say, unfortunately, points don't get carried over to the next game. I wish they did because we, you know, we, we couldn't eat them. <laughs> you never know. Uh, as great as this game was, it's a whole new game next round. So the, I don't, I'm not going to be any higher or any lower if Tech ends up winning the next game by two. It is all about surviving and advancing. I do not care how much we win by as long as we win. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah. E- even today, we could have won by three. Wouldn't have cared. Does it matter who we play? Will that change your prediction? No. I, I do think either way, I'm probably going to predict a Tech dub. And, and I know I did in my bracket. Um but I, I would much rather see Notre Dame than Alabama. I'm opposite. I'd rather see Alabama, to be honest. And I, I do agree with you in the variance. I, I completely agree when it comes to variance. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I that, this Alabama team is just not scary to me. Um, it just looks they like they like, get up. Looking at their schedule at a glance, it looks like they get up for big games. And maybe you're right, except for that they lost to Auburn and then lost to Kentucky right after that, and then lost to Kentucky again after that, and then and then lost to LSU. SEC's hard, man. After that, so they can't get up that much. So um, give me Bama, but I think either way, Tech's going to be advantageous. So I don't think it matters. I think it's going to be a Tech W. Um, and we're going to go over to San Francisco for the Sweet 16. Hopefully, against Duke. I want to retire Coach K. I think that'd be fun. So um, anything else you want to say to the people, Dylan? I just agree. I think a Duke matchup would be really fun. Oh, that's what I said. I want to retire Coach K. Yeah, that yeah. would be good. Yeah, absolutely. So Mark Madness, baby. Mark Madness, indeed. Shout out to our boys, Gambling Gauchos. Absolutely perfect name. I love it. I love it. Um, so for my right hand man, that is Dylan Smythe. This is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Podcast Network.